the Friday Five podcast. Here are your hosts, Brent and Eric. Okay, so I'm willing to bet that there's at least one of these films you haven't seen on my list. Uh, because what's you, on your list? you don't like good movies. Hey, <laughs> I do so. Well, let me look at your list. Hold up. Uh, uh, seen huh? them all? Seen them all? I've seen all those. Those yeah. are what we call summer blockbusters. And that is going to be the topic of today's Friday Five podcast. I'm Brent, and this is... Eric, and these summer blockbusters... You sounded confused about that. I'm, I'm Eric. <laughs> Question mark? Eric? These summer blockbusters are guaranteed to bust your block. <laughs> what? That's not the that's not the theme. That's not the not the slogan we're going for. I think that's why Blockbuster Video went out of business because they didn't adopt a slogan like <laughs> they that. They needed a slogan. See? Or maybe that would have made them go out of business even faster. Well, it would have. Yeah. Right. But uh we're back, man, man. Man, we're back. I've I've missed it. Yeah, me too. I really have. Um it's been a nice little break. We had a couple weeks off. I yep. put out the Game of Thrones episode in between then. What did you do? What did I do? I'll tell you what I did. What did you do to contribute to the audience and the podcast? I screwed up our Instagram account uh, on you my did. phone. I still haven't fixed it. Uh, yeah. Still haven't fixed I, it. I haven't fixed it. I said, but, hey, Eric, your posts are not going to Facebook or Instagram. You're like, I'm on it, man. I'm, I've got it. I've got it down, sir. I'm on it, guy. <laughs> yeah. I said, did I say guy? I don't, I don't know. I wish you would have. Yeah. And somehow... <laughs> It's going every which way. I don't oh, know what happened. Man. I did something, and it just <laughs> took a poop. This, I mean, I was still able to post to the Instagram account, but it just it was going everywhere. <laughs> so this for some reason this is so random. Yeah, uh, there's a website called PickMonkey.com. It's uh, basically like a browser-based Photoshop. Oh, you have to pay for it now. Just, eh. uh, but anyways, I got a free trial, and. That's why I do a lot to create some of the logos for the show. <laughs> I have a lot of different emails. Um, and I went to cancel the trial. Oh. And when I clicked cancel, it said, you sure you want to cancel, boss? Boss? <laughs> and I was like, I definitely do now. Yes, I do. Yeah. Now that you said that. Don't, never say, don't say boss. Or champ. Chief. <laughs> Chief. That might be racially... They could be sensitive now. Yeah, construed as yeah, that would yeah. be bad. Well, let's kick off. Uh, let's have a little, let's yeah. have a little talk here. We're gonna talk about things. First thing I want to talk about yes, is something that uh, I can only say. I mean, the, the best word to describe this is glorious. Glorious. Gloria. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween is decorations coming, are sneaking into stores. Dude, it's coming, man. I uh, went to the store at home recently. Halloween dolls. Oh, yeah. They are coming out. Uh, Michael's has some stuff. Hobby Lobby's getting in on it. I'm a regular at Michael's. <laughs> <laughs> That's the coolest thing about you. Yeah, no. That's the most cutting edge thing about us. It, Michael's is still a place that I feel like I'm a little kid because I'm like, ugh. I know, yeah, yeah. But nice. Halloween sneaking up on us. I'm so excited. I'm already planning for Halloween episodes. Dude, and, and, uh, yeah, people need to know, man, you go all out for Halloween. I love Halloween. Like, your house is the house that... Has the spooky stuff and the you yeah know. we might not do it again this year. Oh no, okay. <laughs> it takes so long. <laughs> it does take you forever. Yeah, but uh, nah, you'll do you'll do something knowing you. Yeah, I have like two projectors I bought just for Halloween, <laughs> so I probably need to put Jeez. those to use. Yes. Um, let's uh, announce the Saturday Night Showdown winner, Just Tommy. That's J U S T underscore T H O M M Y. 
yeah, he uh, he picked the winner, and I can't think of the winner's name right now, but it's Val Kilmer from Willow. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. I can't think of the names of the characters, character? so I just named the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! Well, um, who'd he? Oh man! I'm gonna get crap for not knowing that one. Well, he went up against um, uh, Alan Rickman, Sheriff of Nottingham from Robin the Prince of Thieves. Oh yeah, he'd have put up a good fight. You know, you would think that the the Sheriff of Nottingham would be kind of a pushover, but he's not. No, he's actually a pretty good sword fighter. Not in that movie, at least. Yeah. So, um, you know, that probably was a pretty good fight, and I'm not near educated enough to know what Val Kilmer's character's name in Willow was. I, I got nothing. I mean, I should. I have it, but Ron Howard's, Ron Howard's uh, first direct first movie to first direct, one? I believe. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Okay, we have to mention this oh, because, man. honestly, I've almost been in tears just laughing Dude, about this, just reading so it. So funny. Um, <laughs> the Facebook, what is it, like a group? Yeah, it's like a Facebook group or that this guy made. He he looks the part too. He Did does. you see him? Yes, he absolutely. He looks exactly how I pictured him. He said we're gonna raid Area Fifty One, and like over three, they can't stop all of us. Is what he yeah, said. like over three to four million people seriously have signed up for this. Yes. Last month, Maddie Roberts launched a Facebook page he called Storm Area Fifty One. Let's see them aliens. It says they can't stop all of us. Now three million people have signed up to storm the base. It is so fun. I mean, no one's. I, I think people are going to show up. People I think will at least. Show I, think, up. I bet at least a thousand people show up to yeah, this yeah, thing. Yeah. They'll show up. It's so legit. Like the U.S. government has made statements saying, "Don't, yeah, do don't it. do that. Don't do it. <laughs> we we got to handle business." But some of the comments are oh, so the funny comments on this. and some of the memes coming out are yes. just, gl- just glorious. glorious. Yes. Again, yes. we're going to use that word a lot today. I uh, <laughs> I remember, and then the like, celebrities getting in on it, like Betty White says she's showing up. <laughs> uh, One of the funniest things that I saw um, was a meme that somebody put together that, you know, mentioned there were a bunch of them out there, but it shows somebody walking up to a door and the, <laughs> the door just said Area 51. And I'm like, it was just funny how the font was on there. It said Area 51. And the guy like gave a thumbs up and he opened the door and like Razi opened it, a xenomorph just came oh, out. Oh. And he's like, Don't go, man. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's oh man. And then you said one of the Reddit users was like, Man, I just rented a an A ten warthog. <laughs> he's like non refundable. This better happen, man. I gotta I put a big deposit down on an A ten or something. A-10? I was like, that's great. First of all, where do you rent an A ten? That's I just love that it got so many people behind it. I know, and um I'm wondering what the guy was thinking. Like, I mean yeah, it's fun. It's a funny thing. Like, I'm sure it was like he and his friends were like ha ha ha. But then when it got so big, like, what was he thinking at that point? Like, oh, he's freaking crap. out. Like, there's yeah. an article that he's he's <laughs> honestly freaking out because he could get in a lot of trouble if people show up and did it and did like it's be, inciting a riot. He'd be in at trouble at the very least. Oh, gee. Um, last thing we want to talk about is something kind of crazy that happened a couple days ago, and I'm not gonna talk about it a ton because it's up to him to really talk sure, about sure. it i guess but just this is a wild story just kind of very briefly um we're big fans of the band muse yes um and their latest tour uh the simulation theory tour mm-hmm. which is really awesome by the man, way man unbelievable somebody had, always good live i mean oh they're um, amazing live they have the worst album on earth but live they'd be yeah. great i was watching the tour on youtube somebody posted the entire um one of their gigs mm-hmm. um this was in moscow, moscow i believe yeah. and i watched the whole thing it was great 
and at the end of it, they kept recording like after the band had left the stage and the light started to come on. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I still had it on, and I heard some music start playing. And I was like, that sounds kind of familiar. And it was um, Calyx. That's so um, crazy. The song Levitate by Calyx, yeah. which is also the track that we use for our intro to the show. Right. And it's on our Spotify playlist. Yeah. And the I was like, thing is. that's awesome. And, yeah. But I, I, you know, he hadn't said anything about it on social media. And I was like, you know, you seem, it seems like he would have said something. That would have been something that like the first thing I would have posted. Yeah. If I knew Muse I mean, Muse arguably top three rock acts in the world yeah I they're mean, playing my song massive the, yeah. when their fans are leaving like yeah so i shot him a message on instagram and i was like hey this is probably a dumb question but did you know that they were playing your track at the end of muse because they, they play it at the end of every concert because i looked up several more and it did, it on it did the too. same thing wow and he got back with me later and he's like um no <laughs> Crap. It's like, what do you do? So, yeah, I mean, we, we talked a little bit more about it, oh, um, which, you know, I, I don't see a need to read off our conversation, but sure, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how, I, first of all, I don't, I don't know how that business works. Like, yeah, I don't know anything about. But Muse is arguably one of the biggest rock acts in the world. Calyx is, you know, he's definitely has a following and mm-hmm. a solid following and he's. But he's he, still new, he's, like fairly he, new. He's compared to Muse. Yeah. He's I, not, mean, yeah. I mean, so a nice little shout out would have been cool. <laughs> oh yeah, like or even like maybe them asking him and him saying yes, so he could get on social media and say, "Hey guys, check this out." You know? Yeah, I mean, my my solution to the whole thing is for him to just go on social media and say, "Hey, I'm at the end of the music." Absolutely, I would start and if he saying gets it in now. trouble for it. Be like, "Hey, you used it without my permission." So no, there you there's go. no way he get in trouble for it. Right, it's exactly. literally him at the end of the music yeah. concert. So I mean, dude, <laughs> which, but overall, just just overall that's just incredible like he he they picked his music up and i like to think that we had something to do with that we <laughs> 10 percent completely stupid well if it if it's the vibe of their concert and their oh, their yeah. album so well because it's very retro wave synth yes. wave um yes. so yeah oh, yeah so yeah that um, was crazy that when you told me that i was like that's unbelievable so i think we should finally talk about our our favorite story one of our favorite stories here eric so we're uh oh we're gonna bring up our little disaster well let's are we talk, gonna put it into the segment of home improvement disasters we are gonna talk about another uh-huh home improvement disaster kick this one off now this is started off by explaining the youtube channel okay so uh people i'm sure you showed me this this. channel along with a couple other people but you were the the main one this was like i mean this was 10 probably 10 years ago 10 12 10 11 years ago uh you showed me a a a youtube channel called epic mealtime and we were both obsessed with this channel Mm -hmm. for a good while i mean we were like every you know, every time they come out with a new episode, did you see the 40,000 calorie I I, lasagna? Or I gifted whatever? you a shirt one time yeah. from them. Sauce, Sauce balls. Balls. I still have that shirt. <laughs> I still have it. And it was, um, it was a lot of fun. And the guys on there are just insane and they're hilarious. And uh, there was a guy, a really jacked up, muscular <clears throat> guy named Muscles. Muscles glasses. Yeah, Muscles he glasses. Wore sun, he always sunglasses. Wore, yeah, it was. It was weird. And they had the guy that ate real politely. Like, with <laughs> yeah. the. Was, yeah, at, at the end of each episode, they would eat whatever they created. 
and they would just eat it like animals. And there was always one guy with a knife and a fork. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> mm, but everybody else stuff in their face. Yeah. So we love this channel. Like we, so we're like, you know what? They put together ridiculous meals. Yeah, like crazy meals. Like they would do. They did a fast food lasagna one time that was just the funniest. <laughs> they they would literally go to a drive through and order two hundred cheeseburgers from McDonald's. And then they go to Wendy's and order like. 300 chicken sandwiches it was it was insane and then they like layered them yeah with chili and like cheese and bacon there was always bacon and everything fast food lasagna oh my gosh so we got the bright idea oh, that yeah. we we're gonna have our own epic meal time. epic meal time on a smaller scale <laughs> yeah but still epic at um, your house at my house so uh <laughs> i don't remember the exact menu i know we did and these actually turned out really good is cheese we did sticks? the cheese sticks with bacon around them and Doritos like did we put bacon around the cheese we tried to but I think that didn't work but then the the Dorito um the crushed up Doritos for the crust that worked really well so we ended up just doing that yeah but originally we were going to wrap it in bacon but that didn't really work out as well yeah so crushed Dorito cheese sticks yeah yeah so like we had like nacho cheese Dorito crusted cheese sticks which were phenomenal now we did have bacon wrapped pigs in a blanket yes we did we had yeah. that and then we had our mustard sauce that we made which we'll get back Wasn't to that there's something else though but we did so we did the the meat death star that was what we called it so we got a but like we 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 got we made a meatball that. We made a, a big meatball yes we wrapped that in bacon bacon we put something like pepperoni or something around it yeah and then we did more meat and it was this giant I completely forgot about that till you just said that. Yeah. It was called that. We called it the Death Star. The Death Star. And we put it in the oven for however long it needed to to cook. And then I was like, I'm going to make some kind of sauce. Oh, it makes a sauce because he always made sauce. So I made this this weird mustard concoction (laughs) with like, there was a ton of mustard and some mayonnaise and like we put bacon in it. I I think think we put bacon and like some spices i can't some remember, like, random yeah random spices and some uh i wonder did we put ranch in there no we didn't peppers or something yeah, yeah. and we were gonna dip the pigs in a blanket in it yeah yeah and so and, oh there was uh little sliced pepperonis too like we put slice i don't know why we did that oh yeah oh that's what it was it wasn't bacon it was pepperoni it was a pepperoni yeah and so we're like oh this is gonna be great so we now it was just you and i at your house uh your wife rebecca was out somewhere i think she went off with my wife to see a film or something yeah they but they came back she came back yeah she came she came back so but anyways anyway so we um so we you know we're eating and we were having a good time and it was like of course we couldn't eat all of it yeah and so we had i don't know what made us we were kind of cleaning up a little bit i didn't know and i had an old house at the time that did not have a garbage disposal. <laughs> I didn't know that. And he didn't know this. <laughs> so he's dumping um, this mustard sauce with pepperonis down the thing. It was a lot. It was a lot of it. And you were like washing it out. And it was like, hey, Eric, uh, sink's starting to back up. Where's the switch for the garbage disposal? I'm like, oh, man, we don't have a garbage disposal. Oh, <laughs> he's no. like, oh, God. So, so it's backing up. It's backing up because it's clogged up. Fast. So what do I, what, what is my bright idea? Plunger. Hey, I got a plunger. Yeah. I didn't understand that at the time <laughs> that the force from the plunger. Put a lot of pressure. Would put a lot of pressure on the pipes below the sink. 
So I get in there and I go, and I'm I'm in sandals and I'm standing there watching. You like this is interesting. Hey, it's going. And suddenly I feel mustard water mixed with other fluids dripping mm-hmm. on my feet. Yep. And it's it, coming from the cabinet. Yeah, we opened the cabinet and it was like the the elevator scene in The Shining with the blood. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was just old water mustard sauce, random water from the drain. Yeah, just dirty dishwater. And I remember a little cockroach was floating on top. Of yes, it. I was like <laughs> And I saw it coming out of the pipe, and I was like, oh, no. I was like, crap. It so was everywhere. I unscrew the pipes. And, it, and then don't it, do just, that. it just jumps out. It just it I mean, floods It the was kitchen. on the cabinet doors. It was oh, up by the, the fridge. It was horrible. Dude, and I was freaking out because I knew my wife was going yeah, to Yeah, we both, me. like, I rushed to get towels. Yes. And I'm like, what time does the movie end? Yeah, yeah. We're just like, <laughs> And then we're cleaning up, and we're we're getting close to being done. And my wife comes in, and she's like, "Hey, blah blah," and we're like, "Hey, how's it going?" Uh, she's like, "No, I, we we were done. Oh, we were we done. were done, and we both sat on the couch real quick. Oh, and we true. were like, don't say anything. We're trying to act natural. I'm not good at acting natural. <laughs> <laughs> You're just sitting there sweating. You didn't tell her. No, like, you told her after I left, I think. Yeah, I did. Because I think she smelled it. She smelled it. She's like, what does that smell? I was like, well. And then the cat was out of the bag yeah. at that point. But, man, yeah, we tried to hide it at first because I was like, oh, gosh, she's going to kill us. And there were still, like, stains, like, on the inside of the cabinet. There was, like, mustard stains. and man. Oh, my gosh, it was awful. The mustard incident. It's the, it was the epic meal time. Dude, just the smell of it, just remembering the smell of the bag. It's like, oh, yeah. It was yeah, it was stagnant, dirty dishwater and mustard. Yeah. It was basically the smell. It's pretty nasty. Oh man. But anyways, we've had a lot to talk about here. Um Woo! so I think we need to get into the main topic. Oh man. Why did I pause? I don't I don't know. the main dramatic pause topic. topic. Um, a pregnant pause, that's what you can call it too. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um that's what Michael told me. <laughs> Michael, so. my co host. Of the Game of Thrones podcast. The Game of Thrones episode. I'm going to have Michael back again, I think, for yeah. maybe a Halloween one. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, All right, well, let's... All right, so what is... Just real quick, what is a summer blockbuster? How does... How does to me... Yeah. How do you describe it? <laughs> it's her, like... To me... Deep music. Uh, to me... To me, a summer blockbuster is, of course, a movie that comes out during the summer. Of course. <laughs> a successful movie that comes out during the summer. I think that's part of the... The rules. It has to be a yeah. successful film. Yeah, true. It's over the top. Um, maybe not visual effects heavy, but in your face action. Maybe that's what I was thinking too. And yeah. just kind of a popcorn flick, mm-hmm. which to me, a popcorn flick and a summer blockbuster is kind of one in the same, really. I, yeah, like yeah. I say, popcorn flick sometimes. Like the people, I know that you know what I'm talking about. No, but some people don't like what, and I'm like, it's just one of those movies that. You can mindlessly sit and watch and enjoy. Enjoy, yeah. You don't have to sit there and necessarily follow a deep story, you know. Right, right. It's it's pretty, it, like, easy listening music, like, kind of easy to listen to, or oh, easy yeah? to watch. You listen to a lot of Delilah. The, Delilah rock, the, less talk. But yeah, that's Summer Blockbuster. It's a yeah. big, successful, in-your-face movie during the summer. Sure. They're some of the most fun you can have watching movies. So right. these are our picks for the best, some of the best. which Our favorite it would be it's hard to knock it down we knocked it down to i think seven 
Or wait, no, we knocked no, it we down did to five. We, we knocked did, it down to five. But That's we right. could do it's one of those we could do a, yeah. a part two. I mean, it's it's one of those. Oh, absolutely. So uh, so let's kick it off. I want to kick it off with kick your it off. F- mine. Oh, uh, you want to? <laughs> That's right. Paper scissors. All right, let's go. One, one two, two, three. Ha! One, two, three. Eh, dang. Man, we're getting the same thing. Uh, I got you. So you go first. All right, I go first. <laughs> that was. All right. What a thrilling part. That was. Nobody could see it. <laughs> nobody could see the results. They don't even know if we cheated. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Summer Blockbuster, I'll start off with one that is. Was huge in my. Like, I loved. Throughout my childhood, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, can I guess? Can I guess? Can I yeah, guess? guess uh, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I was an adult when I loved that movie. Okay. <sighs> okay. Go Jeez. ahead. I don't like you because you're unsafe. That's right. I am dangerous. The wild card lies by the seat of his pants. Yeah, I guess when I see something, I go right after it. It takes a lot more than just fancy flying. Gentlemen, this school is about combat. There are no points for second place. Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis, Top Gun. Top Gun. Gonna take you right into the danger zone. I gotta admit, I've never seen it. What? People are just in horror right now. I can't believe you've never seen this movie. I've also never seen Karate Kid. Uh, please, please Jeez. don't unsubscribe. To- I'm I'm gonna unsubscribe now. You can't. You're part of the show. Oh, well, all right. Uh, Top Gun. I know the song though. Yeah, you do. <laughs> great. Hey, first, first of all, great soundtrack. Who uh, sings that? I can't think of his name. Oh, you know what? I even I had it in my notes and then I didn't. It's I, Kenny Loggins. It's Kenny Loggins. Yeah, That's Kenny Loggins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a young Kenny Loggins, young handsome man. Yeah. Um. So this was <laughs> released released May sixteenth of eighty six. Uh, directed by Tony Scott, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, yeah. uh, starred Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, Anthony Edwards, Kelly McGillis, Meg Ryan made a little appearance in there as Goose's wife. Anthony Edwards was Goose. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm so unfamiliar with this. Uh, Val Kilmer played Iceman. <laughs> okay, I knew that. Yeah. And then Tom Cruise, of course, is Maverick. The need for speed. The need for speed. See, I know parts of it. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, the opening weekend, uh, the gross was a eight million one hundred ninety three thousand fifty two dollars. What year was that? Uh, eighty six. So that's a pretty good. Not a bad one. No, yeah. that's a pretty good opening, opening act. Um, a couple little things. I mean, a lot of live action flight scenes were filmed from this, like with the Navy flying F fourteens. It was. Um, See, that's cool because that would all be CG now, which I'm right. wondering if the new one will. I think, well, the, they, they say that the new one has a lot of live action flight scenes, but they do have some CG stuff. Yeah, too. yeah. But, I mean, in here, most of the stuff was live action. Yeah. And so um, I'm such an aircraft nerd, even when I was a little kid, because the MiGs that they have playing yeah. were fictional. Because they couldn't actually get their hands on actual MiG aircraft, because this is the middle of the cold, the end of the Cold War. Yeah, and so they used F five fighters, um, American fighters, and I'm supposed to believe that. That's does that really it. take you out of it? It does. It totally. <laughs> as a five year old, it took me way out of it. Um, Those are F fives. But no, it, it ended up, I mean, they look cool. It was really cool the way they did it, um, and they they actually shot on the uh, USS Enterprise. Like that was they actually shot on that carrier. A lot of scenes from. Uh, what? <laughs> no, not Star Trek. Come on, man. That's all I thought about. You're just like looking at me like, really? I feel ashamed. Really? Yeah. yeah, I looked like, did they really hurt? Is that really hurt? <laughs> they shot it? That was such a stupid look. <laughs> 
The carrier, man. God, I'm a dork. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, one more little fa- fun fact. Yeah. The NES um, video game, Top Gun. I know that. One of the hardest ever. You could not land in that game. You couldn't land ever. It was terrible. The so. angry video game nerd has a video about it. Oh, does he? And he tries to, he tries to land with the power glove. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, man, man, yeah. So that's uh, Top Gun, man. Uh, you can't, you can't beat that. It's one of those I don't know why I've never watched. Yeah, it, it just seems like something I wouldn't enjoy. But I think I should watch it just for the whole '80s vibe of it. Maybe there's there's a ton of '80s stuff to be had in there. I mean, the way that um, I feel like the people scenes are, are just filmed. going, you idiot. Well, like the, it's a lot of like kind of over the top acting and machismo in the movie because yeah. they're all fighter pilots and they're big macho dudes and yeah. the whole volleyball scene where they're yeah and high five and that low five that was awesome. So and is Val, music is Val Kimmer back for the new one? Yes, he's he's gonna be uh, in the new one. He looks rough lately. I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. He's been he hadn't been in a lot. Yeah. So um, I'm Batman. <laughs> what? No, wrong yeah. movie. Anyway, so yeah, Top Gun, man. There you go, dude. Yeah. That's an all right pick. Whatever. <laughs> My first summer blockbuster. Blockbuster. Is a movie. Oh, good. I'm glad that's... <laughs> by, by the name. <laughs> okay. They cut the power. How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. There's movement all over the place. Five meters, man. Four. Aliens. This time, it's war. Aliens. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I thought you could do your glasses. Wow. Aliens, man. That's how my wife. Yeah, aliens. Aliens came out on July eighteenth, nineteen eighty six. Rated R. <gasps> Dang. Directed by James Cameron, of course. Uh-huh. Yep. Of course. Of course. Uh, opening weekend did ten million, which. I mean, Dang. this is 1986. Yeah, I mean, I did better yeah, than uh, Top Gun. Yeah, <laughs> it's something. the same year too, which is funny. All my opening weekends are better than yours. <gasps> uh, <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> Aliens is, it, it, it's. I mean, you could not get a better like. Well, you could, but I'll talk about it later. But as far as a sci-fi blockbuster film, oh yeah, this is. Have you seen Aliens? I have seen Aliens. Have you seen Alien? Wait. Oh wait, wait. Which one was the first one? Alien. Alien. I've seen that one. I have not seen Alien. Oh, Ooh. So I did. Oh, oh man. No, I didn't see Top Gun. Well, that's true. <laughs> I can't really talk. No, I have seen Alien. I have not seen Aliens. So I think Aliens is the better film. Oh, okay. Aliens is the better summer blockbuster. Ooh, okay. Aliens is. <laughs> this is where, Aliens is Alien <laughs> on oh, steroids. Okay. Okay. They. They okay. One of my biggest things about Alien is one of my favorite things is the whole fear of the unknown. Yes, because yeah. you don't see you don't the xenomorph a lot, which I freaking love. That's so, I love I've anything seen like that. People complain about that. I'm like, what are you talking? No, about? No, that's the best. That's the most scary stuff, man. You don't know what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the biggest differences between Alien and Aliens. That Aliens, I mean, they replace that with just a complete in-your-face war between like the xenomorphs and the Marines. Yes, it's just nonstop. It's very over the top. Okay. Um, the opening, but going back to the opening weekend, I mean, it was a really solid gross for that weekend for yeah. being an R-rated movie in 1986. Well, and wasn't Alien the original released in '79? So it had been a while 
Mm-hmm. It had been like a seven-year span for yeah. So there were probably a lot of hype and a lot of excitement about it. Like when James Cameron came on board, which is cool. And, yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely the easier to watch of the two films, which we mm-hmm. kind of touched on earlier. People, I have seen people complain the Alien is too slow, which I think it's a masterpiece. I yeah. think the build is just untouchable. Mm-hmm. But it still, it still remains the second favorite Alien film for me. Oh, okay. Aliens does. Yeah. But like I said, the best summer blockbuster, though. It introduces one character that I like how it introduces is um, the character of Newt, which oh. is a little girl oh, okay. that follows Ripley around. It just brings a lot of, I don't know, you have you, you have the protagonist and then you have, you know, she's protecting someone. Uh-huh. It brings a lot of tension to oh, the movie yeah. in that, you know, you, you don't have a kid involved. And, right. You right. know, this kid's been freaking hiding from Xenomorphs for I forget how long in the oh, ship. Geez. And, you know, it, it just brings a lot more, a little more depth and a little more heart to it. You kind of see a different side of Ripley in that she uh-huh. wants to, you know, actually protect Newt. Right, right. Um, of course, they completely screw this up in Aliens 3 because Alien th- <laughs> Aliens 3 opened with the death of Newt and uh, I believe Hicks. Oh, okay. This is also like one of the moments where, you know, Stan Winston has shined once again. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just that total Stan Winston magic with the alien queen. I mean, just, it was a total puppet. I mean, it was yeah, a, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I forget, there were like a couple people inside it, and it was just like a marionette, basically. That's awesome. I mean, it's freaking beautiful. A ton of miniatures, which mm-hmm. I love. Uh, just a lot of practical effects. I mean, it, yeah. it utilized special effects a little bit, but there was a lot of practical stuff in it. It was still the mid '80s, man. The, the special effects were, you know, they were coming along, but yeah, you know, a lot of movies still had the practical stuff. One cool thing I read about it was that the um, the alien nest, the alien nest set that was used in the film was used later in uh, Batman, the original Batman, really, as the uh, Axis chemical plant. Yeah, <laughs> which oh, I cool. thought was funny. I was That's like, awesome. like it was kept intact apparently. Nice, and they reused it for that. Voted as the greatest pure action movie ever. Ooh. I argue against that later in this list. Okay, but it is our—I mean—easily one of the best summer sci-fi blockbusters ever made. Great, great film. I mean, Alien and Aliens are to me the only movies that should exist. Oh right, okay. In that universe, even though I did like Prometheus, but yeah, yeah Aliens. Oh, nice, Aliens. This you you need to watch it. I haven't seen Top Gun. You haven't seen Aliens. Then we got to do it. Yeah, we got to watch both. Both of them. All right, back well, cool. to back. <clears throat> back to back. Uh, speaking of back, he's trapped in the past. It's got to be a dream. About to meet chocolate. His future father. He's a peeping tough. And he's making an impression on his mother. He's an absolute dream, and he can sleep in my room. Ah. Anything you do could have serious repercussions on future events. Now, he's got to make his mother and father fall in love. For crying out loud, I haven't even been born yet. And only Dr. Brown can help him get back to the future. To the future. Oh. Is my next pick. Hey, man, you talk about... The first one or second one? The first one. Yeah. Yeah. The first one, I think, was... I don't know if the other two were released in the summer. I'm not sure. I didn't even look at that. But Back to the Future was one that... When we when we knew we were going to do this list, that's one that popped in my head immediately. Yeah, because again, as a kid, that was probably my, f- you know, Top Gun was up there, but I think Back to the Future was probably my favorite movie. Yeah, as a kid, uh, July third, eighty five was when it was released. Did you see it in theaters? No. Okay. No, I didn't. Well, you would have been. I was four when it came out. Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I had kids by then. Eric's uh, in his early sixties. <laughs> 
Um, I feel like it. Wait, that wouldn't. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, released July 3rd of uh, 1985. Yeah, directed by uh, Robert Zemeckis, who also directed like Forrest Gump, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, all, all the Back to the Future films. Yeah, he did all the yeah. Back to the Future films. Uh, Castaway, stuff like that. I guess you, it's a comedy. It's a sci-fi comedy, I guess is how you would characterize it. I don't know. Because like, it is sci-fi. Yeah, like, they have they have the different genres they have listed for movies sometimes. Yeah. It's weird, because I'm like, I didn't think. Like, like Lost in Translation is a movie that comes to right. mind. They always list it as a comedy. comedy and I'm like, I never saw that as a comedy. To me, it's a drama. But it's like a romantic a, drama yeah. slash thing. Yeah, anyways. I don't know what I'd say. Romantic comedy. Uh, action adventure comedy. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe. So Sci-fi. I don't know. Right. Well, this had a huge opening weekend. 11 million, 152, 500. So and what year was it? 1985. That's great. So that, yeah. I mean, that was a big, big opening weekend. Well, Michael J. Fox was real huge. Then, yeah. So. That, that's the thing. He was, and he wasn't originally cast or a, a thought of to be Marty. Yeah. It was Eric. Uh, shoot. I can't remember his last name. It was some, they had filmed scenes. Yeah. They had, they, they're yeah. Scenes that they had filmed with this guy. That yeah. They did, uh, Marty, which is, the scene. So they, uh, put some of the scenes on the blue. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but he dropped out, I guess, for some reason. He had another yeah something else to do, so tough for him. Uh, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, who I think is brilliant in just about everything he does. Yeah, uh, Leah Thompson. <laughs> um, wow. And uh, Crispin Glover, who. So I'll get to, I'll get back to that. He you know he plays. Well, I'll get to it now. He plays Marty's dad. Yeah. But he plays like the you know the older version and then the teenage version. But in the second, third movie, he did not play in those. So what you see is either footage from the first movie or some stand-in for Chris. He McLovin. wasn't in the se- second. He was and not third in the film? second or third movies. So who is that that plays his dad in the second one? Like, d- doesn't he go into the future in the second one? He sees his father as an older man. He sees his father's. Well, he goes into. So the second one, he goes to the alternate nineteen eighty-five where Biff's all big and bad, oh okay, okay, and his dad's dead. I got you. So he just sees the grave. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Uh, apparently, they had some dispute with Crispin Glover. Oh, he's a maniac. He's <laughs> weird, man. That guy's strange. Yeah. He's a strange cat. Uh, Thomas F. Wilson, who played Biff, which is my favorite character. Yeah. I love Biff in all three of the movies, but I, I just... He's just this big, dumb jock bully who makes a fool of himself doesn't flea from the red hot chili peppers play a character in the i think it's in the second one uh that's in this yeah that's in the first part of the second no i think it is it's, it's in the he, future yeah it's in the future he uh races marty in their truck remember that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that was flea from okay. red hot chili peppers. Yeah. yeah um there's a ton of like historical easter eggs too in back to, in the, especially in the original because like he gets into town, right? You know, he the, the car breaks down. He has to push it and hide it. He walks into Hill Valley, and like he walks past like the um, the movie theater, and the movie that was playing was the Cattle Queen of Montana, starring Ronald Reagan and Barbara Stanwyck. And so later on, when he goes to Doc's house, he's like, "Oh, I'm from the future," and, and Doc's like, "Oh, really? Who's president in 1985?" He's like, "Ronald Reagan." <laughs> the actor. Oh, the actor. <laughs> yeah. And then um, later on, when he's at his parents' house or his grandparents' house, really. He's, like, trying to... Or, I guess this was earlier. He was trying to find Doc's house. He's like, oh, it's over there by such and such. He's like, oh, John F. Kennedy Drive. And the dad's like, who, who the hell's John F. Kennedy? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Just, oh, that's funny. You know, um, different little things like that. Just, like, you know. It's kind of cool, yeah, they throw in there to... Like, you could tell it's an alternate. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but just... 
I don't know. And I always wanted that DeLorean for some reason, <laughs> which actually, in actuality, was like one of the worst cars ever made. Yeah. Because it was so underpowered and and it was terrible, but people... God, I mean, it's awesome. It was so <laughs> awesome looking. Just the, the freaking gullwing doors. And, and Did you that. ever ride the Back to the Future ride at Universal? No, I never got to. I always... Was it, like, I remember as a kid when I thought of theme parks, I thought of Disney World, then I yeah. thought of Universal and the Back to the Future ride. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I didn't get to ride either. Now it's the Simpsons uh, 3D yeah. ride. Mm-hmm. But on the Blu-ray, which... Do you have the Blu-ray of yes. Back to the Future? Uh-huh. They have the ride on there. Oh, do they? Like, they have what you would have watched during the ride. Oh, It's man. really, really cool. That's check cool. it out. Yeah, it even has, like, the video they showed in the queue and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Check out the extras on there. It's really neat. I think my favorite scene... Well, one of my there's tons of favorite scenes, but one of them is when uh, Doc is demonstrating how they're gonna go back in time with like the lightning and oh, stuff. Oh, the miniature. And then yeah, and he lets the car go, <laughs> and it it like runs into this pile of like oily rags that he's just left on the floor, and it catches fire. Yeah. And his face, he goes, <laughs> just like the pile of oily the rags. oily rags that he just left there like an idiot, just like, randomly. Golly, man, come on, Doc. Anyway, it's a great film. Yeah, I love it. it's yeah. it's a definitely well, the, whole, the a whole trilogy is great. And me. yes, I have seen that. Oh, I've you seen, could. I've seen all three. No, right. Yeah, you yeah. like the third one, don't you? That's my favorite one now. Is it really? Yeah, it's. I, I don't. I don't hate it, but it's definitely my least favorite. As as a kid, my favorite was the second one. Me too. But now that I'm, I, you know, when I watched them again, I really enjoy that third one, man. I really, I think it's really funny. I love Mad Dog the character. I think he's just. Is that Biff? Yeah, it's Biff. Okay, the guy but, that plays Biff. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, that's definitely a. Oh yeah, summer. Brothers. I think of summer when I just think of the. That's film. the one that popped in my head as soon as we. I knew we were doing this. My next one. Yeah. This came out on June twentieth, nineteen seventy five. Might be our oldest pick. I don't know. I think it is. Uh, rated PG. Oof, directed by really? Steven Spielberg. Huh? Opening weekend, seven point one million, which is a lot of money for seventy five. Yeah, that's a lot. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil gave him Jaws. Talking about Jaws. Talking about that Jaws. This was the original Summer Blockbuster. Yeah. This is the movie that defined Summer Blockbuster. This made the genre. Um, It said over 67 million people saw it in 1975. Wow. Which, I don't know really what to compare that to, but that just seems like a lot of freaking people. (laughs) A lot of freaking people. It's like one of those movies that you would watch and be... And say that's the movie that inspired me to become a director. Yeah, okay. Especially if you understand the making of it and the behind the scenes stuff. I mean, it for me, it was the very first movie I'd ever seen that I became absolutely fascinated. I still am to this very day in animatronics. Oh yeah, yeah. It's also the reason I'm I'm freaked out by some animatronics because <laughs> they're like I've probably mentioned this before. I have a real legit fear of large animatronics. Oh. I don't know why. Okay. But they, man, they scare the crap out of me, dude. <laughs> I mean, I can talk about rides that I'm being more specific dinosaur. about. Dinosaur and Holy Animal crap. Kingdom killed, ruined me. <laughs> I'll, I'll post a picture, guys. 
I'll try to make a note to yeah. post a picture of the own ride photo of me on Dinosaur. <laughs> Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes, I know the exact one. Okay. So is that trip that you took with your family? For yes. Like, oh, gosh. Um, my wife's cousin's husband sat behind me. Oh, okay. And Becky told him to scare me during the <gasps> ride. So as the Carnosaurus, whatever, yeah, yeah. is coming down at you, he grabs me from behind. Man. And dude, I freak. I look like an idiot. <laughs> Anyways, back to Jaws. Yeah, back to Jaws. Uh, ruined the ocean. Yes, it did. <laughs> Dude, it ruined land for me because I was like, that shark's coming to get me. That shark's going to jump on land, It's going to jump on land, somehow figure it out, and get uh, to me. But, I mean, you know, I see those people, like, w- way out in the ocean, you know, yeah, like, well, just like, yeah, you know, and I'm like, have you never seen Jaws? Well, bye-bye. Have you never seen that? He seeks out man flesh. Um, this is pretty much the movie that jump-started John Williams' career also. Yes. I mean, along with Spielberg, of course. But, yeah. I mean, his the score is just a masterpiece. And the fact that he was able to translate the horror and the anxiety of the approaching shark um, so perfectly into music. Yes. I mean, it's such a... Looking back on it now, it's such a basic... Duh, duh. Well, yeah, it's just that and then slow the other build. chords kick in, and mm-hmm. oh my god, it's perfect. Like, I mean, how did it, he? Uh, it just, so you crazy. can go up to anybody, yeah, and go, hey, duh, 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 duh. And they're like the jaws, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then back and forth, duh, 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 duh. Yeah. yeah, and then the cops come. <sighs> the thing that you know, kind of going back to the animatronic a little bit of Bruce the shark, which was the name of the shark that they named it. It was a mechanical nightmare. Um, I. I love the making of Jaws. Oh, like, okay. I, I love it almost as much as the film. The making of behind the scenes is so interesting in that the shark was a disaster. Oh, was it? Like, they had plans to use the shark a lot more in the film. The script called for the shark a lot more. Yeah. But it was because it was such a disaster to handle, and oh, it would break in the water, oh. and it was just a nightmare that they they cut back on it. And once again, fear of the unknown. Yes. This was, you know, one of the first films to do it, for me at least, in that you didn't see the shark a lot. You heard the music. You saw the fin. You saw a silhouette under the water. (laughs) Oh, I don't like it. But the fact that they're still able to utilize it so well and look so good for a 70s movie. Even today it looks good. It looks legit. Yeah, it looks... I mean, it looks really good. Yeah. I mean... I'm sorry, but I mean, I would put Bruce the Shark, the animatronic shark from a 70s movie, up against any CG shark from any 90s film. I mean, sure. Yeah. There's stories of people. I remember my mom talking about it. She went to see it in the theater. Yeah. Of people watching the film with their feet up in the seat. I mean, like, they would not put their feet down. I mean, it it literally just ruined people's summer. Kind of the first movie I can remember, at least, with jump scares. It Yes. Oh, okay. Like, there's there's a couple scenes that come to mind. I, I don't remember the guy's name, the character's name, but they're underwater. They're searching a boat, mm-hmm. and a body comes out of the boat. Like, the head appears. Oh, Scared yes. me to death. And, of course, when um they're they're throwing chum over the side of the boat, uh-huh. and he shows up. It's I like, mean, right, yeah. 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 And, and knowing that that's an animatronic makes it ten times scarier for me. <laughs> That that was, well, but that was a physical prop. Yeah. That actually did that. That popped out. That would scare the heck out of me. <laughs> Dude. You wouldn't have had to play. You wouldn't have had to act if you were acting in that movie. You'd be like, genuinely, <laughs> you'd have genuine fear on your face. Um, another thing in the making of, I remember, uh, we're going to need a bigger boat was an ad lib. Yeah, okay. That I, I've heard script, that before. Which is really cool. Yeah. Just a total classic. I mean, it's mm. when practical effects were still used you know, to create movie magic. And yeah. I love that so much. I, I'm a huge practical effects guy. Cause I think it's so much more fascinating 
and it's just such a um well, it's an art form too oh absolutely you know in uh, itself it's, yeah you know it's really really awesome jaws is one of the best ever it's it's very rewatchable i feel yeah. it's um just a lot of fun now everything after jaws jaws 2 and all that i can't, uh, I can't promise anything <laughs> yeah that, that's when the guarantee runs out but yeah nice the Jaws ride. I have to mention yeah, that real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I finally got to ride that like in 2009 mm-hmm. for the first time. Yeah. That's all. That's all. I was scared. <laughs> I bet you were like, oh. There's one scene, there's one part of the ride where you go into a boathouse and they close the doors and oh, it's geez. dark in it. Oh, no. And the animatronic shark pops out. I want it off that for you. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Big six foot three. The original summer blockbuster Jaws. Yeah, yeah. What's your next pick? I have given a name to my pain. What are you? I'm Batman. <laughs> Winged freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> uh, my next pick is the first Batman movie Ooh. that was released by uh, directed by Tim Burton. Ooh, the one with the alien nest set. <laughs> yeah, the one with the alien nest set. <laughs> That's the exact one. Um, released June 23rd of 89. And it, dude, opening weekend, 40,489,746. Batman opening. I can vaguely remember when it opened because I, I, I remember begging my parents to actually rent it right as it came out on video. But yeah. I remember when it opened and that was an event. It was huge. It was huge because it was the first. You have to remember, they didn't, I mean, other than Superman. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have any of the, you know, really any comic movies like that they did. This was one of the first. One of the first. It was the first Batman movie, ones, really. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, I guess they. they the sixties Batman, which this is the first Batman that I feel translated the best. Yeah. To film. The, yes. It felt like the comics. It felt like the comic. You know, I loved. I loved Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Uh, Michael Keaton as Batman. I thought did a brilliant job. That was really controversial. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. people are like, Mr. Mom's going to play Batman. Yeah, Mr. Mom's going to be Batman. But he did a fantastic job. Yeah. And my, uh, I went to see this with my stepdad in the theater. You saw it in the theaters? You saw it in like, the theaters. when it was out originally. Yes. Yeah, I that's was eight a, years old. That's awesome. Yeah, I was, I remember. I think I was still a little too young, maybe. I don't know. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah. Um, The Batwing was awesome. The fact that the Batwing was in it is so awesome because, I mean, once again, yeah. awesome practical effects. Great practical. I mean, oh, my gosh. Mini- uh, miniatures to pull all that stuff off. and yes. just And I love the look of it. The whole look. Tim Burton is Tim Burton. And so I think he was a great choice to, to direct this movie because the look of it is just, it's that I, I can't really even describe the aesthetic. It's dark and it's comic. It's comic like, but then it has a lot of color to it. Yeah, very Art Deco and very yeah, 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 hugely over the top. But then, like, you know, there's still that seedy element of like the inner city parts that they do. And then, just I don't know. I, I love the practical effects there. I love the Batwing was uh, was my favorite. And then the toys that came out after this movie, oh, were some of the best ever. I mean, that like Kenner, I believe. Did a lot. Oh, of them. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was huge. They I had mean, the Batcave. You had the, the Batmobile. Wing, the Batmobile. I wanted the Batcave for Christmas when you're so bad. Yeah, I never. I got the Batmobile. I had that, and uh, I think that was it. I didn't have the Batwing. I need to look up what the Joker looked like, like the Joker figure at that time. Because oh, I mean, yeah. I guarantee you, it didn't resemble um, Nicholson. No, no, I'm pretty sure it didn't. But Nicholson had a pretty, um, it's a pretty famous now contract that he signed for this film. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know about he, that. He got like, you know, per- proceeds from the film, yeah. but he also got proceeds from all the merchandise. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, I mean, he, he got him. a ridiculous amount of money yeah. for it. Well, he did a, I mean, he was a great Joker. A lot of people, you know, he, you, lo- you lose track of him because of Heath Ledger, and now Joaquin Phoenix is going to do one. But, um, man, Nicholson was great in that. Well, um, Nick, you know, kind of going back to oh wow i actually found the figure real quick and <laughs> it looks awesome kind of going yeah. back to you know michael keaton, michael keaton yeah. playing batman it it was kind of the same feeling when we heard that heath ledger was playing the joker it was like what it was like, really? i mean yeah but they pulled it off just so incredibly yeah, well yeah. they did such a good job yeah it did it definitely didn't have it definitely doesn't look like uh jack nicholson <laughs> <laughs> oh no not at all yeah but it looks cool it I does mean, look, yeah that's a cool figure um i have the original figure somewhere uh but yeah it's um how'd you feel about batman returns i don't remember hating it um uh, i don't remember a lot about it though it's, it's the one with michelle pfeiffer right yeah uh, yeah um, batman returns like took the first film and like cranked up the darkness by yeah like it did 10. it did <laughs> um was that with penguin yeah yeah that's Danny right DeVito. Danny devito yep yeah awesome i actually like batman forever I like Batman Forever. Yeah. Val, I, Kil- Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, yeah. <laughs> Freaking Robin. I didn't mind Batman Forever. No, no, no it was good. But, uh, but Batman, the, the, the 1989 Batman, the original, was, to me, is still the... I, I think it's the best one. To me. It's my favorite, anyway. I I wouldn't argue with it. Yeah. No. I mean, Dark Knight's probably my favorite, but... Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Dark Knight's a awesome one, too. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Did you say boss one? Awesome one. Oh, I thought you said it was a boss one. a boss one, one man. <laughs> So boss, so boss. I'm gonna use that. Well, my next pick is a historic and unprecedented event has occurred. The question of whether or not we are alone in the universe has been answered. Should we win the day? The 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Independence Day. Dude. <laughs> Sorry. July 3rd, 1996, rated PG-13. Saw this one in the theater too, bro. Man, see, I didn't. Uh, directed by Roland Roland Emmerich. Uh, 50.2 million opening weekend. Wow. This movie was massive yeah, when it, it came huge. out. I mean, it was hyped like crazy. It was, I remember the, the promos for it. I, you know, the the yeah all the hype, all the advertisements for it. I remember USA Today had a massive fold-out, like, it was like a poster, basically. Oh, I mean, geez. it was like four pages worth of ad. Oh, you should do that. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not you'll do. Anymore. Back in the newspapers. No, no, when the papers were famous. Um, this movie was huge. I mean, one of the, I guess one of the first people I noticed immediately was uh, Eddie from National Lampoon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Randy Quaid, Randy Quaid was, was in the film, uh, which <laughs> I like. Pretty much like Cousin Eddie. I like to character. think that it was Eddie. Yeah, yeah. It was actually Cousin Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it seems like something he would do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember my best friend at the time vincent yeah seeing this film my parents wouldn't let me see it my parents were like nothing i'm not knocking my parents because i understand they're great parents and they still are but they were very strict about movies yeah yeah um at the time i was 13 which i think that's a prime age to go see this but anyways uh, uh, <laughs> I don't 
but I eventually saw it. You know, I rented it. Rise, it came out on VHS. Um, just absolutely loved it. It, it kind of had this... It kind of had a very mild campy feel to it in a way. Yeah. But it was, like, so overwhelmingly well done for the genre. Yes. I mean, it kind of had a very... I don't want to say it felt real, but it, it felt grounded enough that it wasn't goofy. Right, right. And I think it really had potential to be goofy. <laughs> yeah, they could have they could have really made and I think in some points they tried to make it a little goofy with the dialogue, but yeah. they it ended up coming off really good. Like Je- Jeff Goldblum. Oh man. Will Smith. Yep. Will Smith uh Bill Pullman. Yeah. The president. Great cast. Yeah, yeah. Um it has the record for the most miniatures. Miniature models used in one film. Really? Which that's cool. Is awesome. Uh, you talked about Bill Pullman, his uh, epic speech. Yes, dude, chills every time. <laughs> every time that should be played over the over the airwaves on yep. the Fourth of July every year. <laughs> oh man! But this, you know, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about with Jaws, as far as like you know, practical effects, movie magic. This, of course, incorporated some CG, but yes, it was used really sparingly. Um, this is another one that is a blast to watch the making of. Oh man, I bet. I mean, one of the most famous shots, of course, was the um the White House exploding. Uh huh. And you know, it was a miniature. They actually blew it up. And what they did, you know, because it, it shot down the street. Right. They filmed it like they put the White House on its back and made the street like sticking straight up. And they made the explosion go. So the explosion went up, and then uh-huh. they flipped it to make it look like it was going down the street. Oh wow! I mean, just really cool little really stuff creative. like that, oh, man. Wow. I love stuff like that so much, but watching the making of is as much fun as the film, which like in Jaws, which I already said, um, probably one of my favorite scenes. I mean, there's a lot of scenes in it that mm-hmm. are my favorite, but the scene where Bill Pullman is, <laughs> I never can remember the name. So I just say they're the actor's name. Yeah. yeah. Bill Pullman, uh, communicating with the alien, uh, when they actually oh, starts talking to yeah. him and, you know, the alien kind of starts controlling his mind and you know he's like uh what do you want the aliens just like what do you want us to do or something like that and just like die die <laughs> you know it's just i don't know it's really cool because the alien the aliens in this are very hostile yeah they are <laughs> like and i like that there wasn't necessarily a we come in peace and crap. yeah there wasn't like a a, a a nice side of them no like, no we're we're against you they came to take over they came to take over we came to fight too jeff goldblum actually he does the uh must go faster must go faster line from jurassic park in independence day which is funny oh wow that's funny so that was kind of funny callback there but um it's a must-watch Fourth of July film. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah, you could watch every Fourth of July. That's as far true. as a aliens invading. Yeah. Movie you could not ask for a better film. No. Ever. I love that. Oh man. And once again, I think that's another film that defines summer blockbuster. Yeah, I think that you could say that it, it, it the definition of summer blockbuster. You could put that movie there. Yeah, because I, I remember the hype very clearly. Yeah, it was huge. That was the movie to see. Well, that's a good one. I like. That's yeah typical summer blockbuster yeah i want to watch uh, it now. you know what i want to watch do i want to know <laughs> <laughs> dogma actually that is a funny movie. Dogma. Uh, <laughs> army which carries the ark before it is invincible the ark if it is there atonis then it is something that man was not meant to disturb it is protected by forces beyond imagination It is desired above all treasures on earth. 
by those who are good. Trust me. And those who are evil. I'll tell you everything. Yes, I know you will. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Man, I almost put this one. Yeah. It was just called Raiders of the Lost Ark. It wasn't called Indiana I know Jones. that, but... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> well, then. I'm sorry. Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's better. Colon, the Indiana Jones story. No. <laughs> uh, that's, re- that's what Lucas would have called it if he had all control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, released June 21st of 81. Nice. So I did not see this in the movie as I was like three weeks old. I was negative uh, <laughs> three. Yeah. Uh, of course, directed by Spielberg and collab with George Lucas. George Lucas. Jorge Lucas. I want to screw up the movie industry. Yeah, we'll do it all done. Remaster. Uh, <laughs> remaster. I like, uh, I like this movie. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's all I have to say about you it. You did better. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, opening. <laughs> I was That's just it. Like, you That's all I got. There. Come <laughs> on. Uh, opening weekend, $8.305 million. Nice. Which in 81, again, was really, really yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, you got to think back to the time it was released. I mean, uh, you know, of course, Harrison Ford, Karen Allen, who was huge back in the 80s. Like, she was in a lot of stuff. I always liked Karen Allen. Yeah. Yeah. She was the mom in um, Sandlot. She was Smalls' mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen The Sandlot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I own it. It's on my show. It's on? Oh, but I haven't watched it. Uh, so, yeah, it just it has Harrison Ford plays Indiana Jones, battles a group of Nazis. They're after the Ark of the Covenant. Um, they used both practical and some computer special effects in this, if, if I'm not mistaken. Especially, well, I mean, well they, I like the... Um, the practical effects, of course, were stunning, and the stunts in this movie were, to me, awesome. Like some of the best stunts ever, yeah. Uh, to be, you know, done on film were done in this movie. Um, and I can't remember if Harrison Ford did some of his own stunts or if. Oh he, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think he did, and that that was one of the things that was like he continued doing them throughout all the films. Yeah, like groundbreaking for him is is uh you know of course he. I don't know. I don't remember if it's this one or uh, Last Crusade, but there's one like famous scene where he's riding on a horse and his hat keeps flying off. I think it's last crusade. That's last crusade. And he yeah. staples the hat to his head. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, geez. Yeah. All right. Um, now he, it's, uh, and this is the one, this is the one where they had the, uh, one of the favorite, I think it was this one where the guy was like, he was fighting the, yeah. this one guy with the sword and he did all this crazy, like spinning moves. And like, he just whips out his pistol and shoots the guy. Do you know why? Well, apparently, yeah. yeah the story that I know, maybe correct me. No, if I'm it's wrong, true. Um, is he was like, just terribly sick. Yeah. Like he had like the flu or something. Harrison Ford did. Yeah. And he didn't want to do like the big fight scene. So he just pulls out his pistol. <laughs> yeah. He said he couldn't. He's like, how about I just shoot him? How about I just shoot him? And they're like, yeah, all right. Which I think turned out to be one of the funniest moments That's in the, the most, movie. Like, one of the most iconic Because it makes sense. Yeah, it's Just like... shoot the guy. I have a gun. <laughs> like, yeah, you can do all that. Um, and, of course, you know, the whip, you know, coming out with the... I always wanted the whip when I was yeah. a kid, like... But I would end up just, like, breaking stuff in the house. Sliced your face Sli- open. Sliced people's faces. Like, oh, yeah. Man. Try to swing from a tree and just die. <laughs> um, day one, swing from a tree. Yeah, so... Um, I didn't get to see this movie until later because, you know, like I said, I was a baby when it yeah. came out. 
I was probably... I saw it pretty young. Actually, you know what? I saw Temple of Doom first. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Were you young? Yeah, I was pretty young. I'd mess you up. I think it was young enough to, for my mom to get mad at my dad for letting me watch it. <laughs> but then, yeah, I watched uh, Rangers of Lost Ark. Temple later. of Doom, the movie that literally invented PG-13. <laughs> yes, 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 it did. So, um, but yeah, uh, Rangers of Lost Ark, I think, is a prototypical summer blockbuster. So I don't think you'd ask for a better, like, a more charming action adventure movie. Yeah. No, you couldn't ask for like a just a better like like you said, more charming, more endearing movie and well, for me. The setting is yeah. really I mean it's it's one of those movies that plays off like the old nineteen thirties yeah. You know, action movies kinda you know it's Plus, just Yeah, and I love the I love the time period, the setting historically yeah. that they're in. Like the you know, the thirties. Yeah. Nazis are coming up. It's a big you know I love <laughs> I mean I I don't want to say I hate to say I love when the Nazis come to power, but <laughs> That part of history is fascinating oh, to me. Oh, that's going to be clipped. Oh, no. That's going to be used against you. I'm not running for office. I don't care. Um, <laughs> don't say that. I, uh, just to clarify. Just to clarify. We, don't like Nazis. We hate the freaking Nazis. Nazis suck. Yeah. But that time period was fascinating. <laughs> Minus the genocide. Okay. No. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I like uh, Good. I'm getting out of this one. <laughs> Why are you doing, I don't know. You're in it with me, buddy. Yeah. We're all in this together. Oh God! We should start chanting USA or something. What's your next pick? Oh, you American History X. God no. Oh, <laughs> uh, my next pick. The most phenomenal discovery of our time. How'd you do this? Becomes the greatest adventure of all time. Can I touch it? Sure. Universal Pictures presents. You feel that? Hold on to your butts. A Steven Spielberg film. I can't get Jurassic Park back online. 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Also John Williams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sorry. June the 11th, 1993, PG-13, director Spielberg. Yep. And made $47 million opening weekend. <sighs> this is an untouchable classic. Can't touch it. Can't touch it. Can't touch it. Can't touch it. Yeah. Actually, that... I was about to try to finish some more of the song. I can tie it into Jurassic Park. That bass was ripped from a... What was that guy's name? Who's the guy that they always had on the Chappelle show? That, um, Rick James? Yeah, Rick James. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, go ahead. Um, My bad. I see it. I mean, I don't see it completely as this, but it, it's a monster movie to me. And I, I it's yeah. basically what it is. No, I, I'm not arguing with it's that. It's kind yeah, of a, the perfection of a monster film. Yeah. I, it's very, very epic monster film. Um, Combo of visual effects, uh, animatronics. Yes. And... I hate to keep going back to the animatronics, but I'll talk about that in a second because it's so amazing in this film. They originally wanted the dinosaurs to be a uh, stop motion, motion. Really? Yeah, that was the original pitch. That's what they were actually going with. I mean, there's test footage of it. Yeah. Um, it got that far, but then um, I think it was Industrial Light and Magic. I might be wrong on that, but they showed him a test of CG dinos and he was like yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was blown away by it well, and awesome. the coolest thing about it it holds up to this day it does hold up it's it's not like one of these that's crazy like i watched uh just not to get off on a tangent but it has something to do with this i watched harry potter 
sorcerer stunt because we watch them every year yeah. and the cg in that which was made in 2001 which was eight years later is not near yeah. as good as as that's what's crazy this film came Park. out 93 yeah you yeah. could watch it today and you would not be distracted at all no and that's amazing yeah. i mean that's, that's just that's, that's mind those. blowing yeah um once again stan winston mm-hmm. uh my god the animatronic t-rex one of the greatest things ever put together yes the fact that they put together an entire T-Rex, several shots in the movie, you're seeing an animatronic interacting with the people. That's I mean, I remember, I remember the scene. Um, I mean, one of the most iconic shots in the entire movie are when the kids are in the Jeep ahead of Malcolm and um, Dr. Grant. Yes. And the T-Rex is coming down on the top of the Jeep. Uh-huh. The roof caves in on the kids. That was an actual animatronic. Wow. I mean, how horrified that, that would was- you be? <laughs> You could with that thing coming down on you, and then oh. you know the scene where uh, Doctor Grant gets out with the flare. Uh huh. The dinosaur turns and sees him and roars. I mean, that's animatronic. Jeez, that to me is a top three movie moment. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's just like I get I get goosebumps every time that scene happens. Yeah, because just like wow. we're we're missing moments like that, man. Because that was an actual dinosaur. Yeah, I mean, that was a real. That was an animatronic dinosaur. Right, right, right. It made it twenty times, you know, scarier. I like the I like the uh, shot. It's to me, it's just the coolest thing where the T Rex foot comes down yeah. into the and it's in the, like the mud right there. Yeah, isn't that like an actual? Didn't they? Was that from the original? Or was it just like a regular foot? That I don't that know. Used? I don't know about that. one. I read that it was just a foot that they had made and they just yeah. slammed down into the mud. So and it was a physical. It was a physical effect. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I oh man, I freaking. Cool. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> I, I mean, I just that's everything I love about films. Um, John Williams. I mean, God, beautiful score in this movie. Oh, that's one of his. I think one of his best. His ability to capture moments and, you know, I mean that that's some of the best composers. As you hear the music and you think of the scene. Yeah. You don't think of the movie. You think of a scene. The scene. And yeah. I mean that's that's the greatest thing ever i mean this was my introduction to jeff goldblum too oh yeah which i'm a massive goldblum fan yeah (laughs) i remember conan talking about uh conan had him on his podcast which great podcast but uh he was like yeah i mean he was like talking about like even your character in Jurassic park that was jeff goldblum (laughs) he was acting like jeff goldblum yeah i was like that's well he was in recently he was in that thor ragnarok movie that and my my son loves i love ragnarok that was a great movie by the way but he was in that and he was being jeff goldblum he was just (laughs) that's the best part (laughs) it was just cracking me up just an amazing cast i mean this was you know one of those films where there isn't a single person on the cast that I could even start to say annoys me. Or oh yeah, I don't feel fit the part. I forgot Samuel L. Jackson had a small role. In yeah, I, like, that was my introduction to him too. Yeah, I mean he had a pretty yeah. I he mean he had a, a pretty nice. I mean he had some lines. He dies. He dies. You know <laughs> Newman's in it. Yeah, Newman. Newman. Dude, this he was dies like a horrible death. Oh yeah, he gets blinded. He gets dude. blinded and ass in the face, yeah. and then he just gets eaten. Up. Wait, what was that? Acid in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you said it really fast. I did say it fast. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this was like the be all end all film for me to see as a kid. I mean, this yeah. was like I, I, if I die tomorrow. Did your parents let you watch this? No. They no. <laughs> come on, Lowry's. Well, Look, you were ten at the time. I know, but man, that would have screwed you up. But do you realize? <laughs> once again, 
Yeah. Love my parents. They did a great job. They're still hey, great man. parents. Listen, I don't blame them for the way they, they, they looked did a good at stuff. Job on you, I right? don't blame them. Yeah, yeah. But I can honestly say my heart broke <laughs> when they did not let me see that oh, in theaters because no. I was just like, <laughs> I saw it rise. It came out on VHS. Let me ask you this: When are you going to let Harrison watch Jurassic Park? When would I let him watch Jurassic Park? Yeah, what age? With me, honestly, yeah. ten. Okay. Yeah. I mean, really, because Jurassic Park, it's not a bad movie. I mean, there's some violence there's, in it. There's a little bit of language, but not even yeah. a lot. I'm just saying just the scare at, like, the, the you know, the I, I would, scariness. I would let him watch Go it on. at 10 with me. Um, nice. I'd probably mute out the bad words, but... Yeah, there's not many. Like you I said, would. there's really I'm, not. You know, and I, don't, I never wanted to make it sound like I'm like, my parents, because I'm not. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't ask, I could not ask for better <laughs> parents ever, but I won't my son to experience movie magic as a kid because some movies are more fun as kids yeah they are you're right i mean being able to see Jurassic park as a kid in the theaters did you see it in theaters i hate you yep so batman too you jerk you jerk gosh yeah uh harrison ford was offered the role of dr grant i did not know that really yeah he turned it down because he felt it wasn't a right fit for him, which I think is correct. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Back, have him. a dinosaur um, roaring in the background there. Yeah, you do. Um, I can't really imagine anybody else but Sam Neill playing the role. Yes. Um, the toys. We got to talk about the oh, toys a little geez, bit. Jeez, man. The rubber skin dinos with battle damage. That's what I remember. <laughs> with I, battle damage. I have it right there. Yes, you do. <laughs> I have the T Rex. Oh man, he's got some bad di- uh, battle damage. Yeah, I don't have the skin to replace the battle damage, so he just constantly has battle damage. He just has an exposed rib. They had an amazing line of toys. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, some of was... the best dinosaur toys I think ever made, honestly. Um,. And I say this about, I think, every movie I've, I've chosen so far, but the making of it is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just completely defines, like, the cinematic summer of 93. 93. 93 was a big summer, or a big year, for sure. Dude, can that be a band name? The cinematic summer of 93? Dude, yes! <laughs> I mean, you we have the be... chain gang of 1974. The My band is summer. the cinematic summer of 93. 93. Holy crap, that's a good ding, name. Ding, 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 ding. Why are you playing the Star Wars, the, the <laughs> yeah, cantina the, theme? The cantina song. Because <laughs> that's going to be our sound. <laughs> You're not going to be in the band. Oh, come on, man. Not with that crap. Oh, golly. Is this your This will be my last uh, one or almost yeah. last? This is my last one. Okay, hey guys. We're going to the moon. This is the crew of the Apollo 13, wishing everyone back on Earth uh, a pleasant evening. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. We got a wicked shimmy up here. Houston, we are venting something out into space. It's definitely a gas of some sort. It's like the heart rates are skyrocketing. The Apollo 13 spacecraft is apparently losing breathing oxygen. The emergency has ruled out any chance of a lunar landing. Apollo 13. <gasps> da, 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 da. Wait, no, sorry. No. <laughs> it's the rest of the party. No. Um, yes, I remember when this came out. Yes, this it was, was a big uh, deal. June 30th, 1995. Yeah. And directed by Ron Howard. Yes. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Um, Tom Hanks, Bill Paxton, Kevin Bacon, Gary Sinise, and Ed Harris all in this movie. Kevin Bacon, he was somebody at the base, right? Or was he actually... Yeah, in- he was the guy that was docking the... He was the base or whatever. He did not... He, he was not going to go space. on the moon. Yeah. 
No, he was he was in the capsule, but it was three of them. Oh, okay, okay. I can't remember who was up there. Um, Gary was, Sinise was the guy. Gary that was... Sinise and Ed Harris were both on the. Gary Sinise okay. was supposed to go up. I think Kevin Bacon replaced him. That's right. And uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's a film. It's a film about the the failed and nearly fatal Apollo thirteen mission, and the astronauts and the ground crew that were uh, involved. Opening weekend made twenty five million plus. So it was a that was a hyped movie. I remember. I remember it being a movie that everyone was talking about. Cause I mean, everyone was always saying, have you seen this movie? I remember going to eat with mom and dad at Olive Garden around that right. time. And the waiter asked him if they've seen Apollo 13. Uh, wow. uh, it's just so random, but it's like, it's, it was a big movie. It was a huge movie. And, um, you know, everybody was like, Houston, we have a problem. Like, you know, yeah, they yeah. would always say, but actually, you know, and, and, um, did they really say that though? Or was it just kind the, of the actual words that they said, is Houston, we've had a problem. Oh. Uh, and, but well, thanks for ruining it. Thanks for ruining it, stupid. <sighs> but, um, no, yeah, Ron Howard directed it. It was, um, just, I, I love space. And I think I've said this before talking about other movies. I love space movies that are realistic, almost historical. There's like, not a lot of there's them. There's not a lot of them. And I, I, but, or I like the, the appearance of them being real. Like, that's why that Ed Astra movie, the Ad Astra movie really, fascinates me like i want to see it because it looks i mean it's set in the future but it looks like now did you see first man no i didn't see that that looks good yeah what it has um like seven eight months ago oh okay has ryan gosling in it i believe oh i know what you're talking about yeah it looks great you would love that yeah see i I, I, (laughs) I haven't seen it but you would love i would love it (laughs) um but yeah i I love the you know of course it's set in the um you know during the apollo missions so it's in the this is in the early seventies, I believe when they went up and it's kind of funny cause they were playing it. Like was it early seventies? Yeah. Because oh, okay. uh, July 69 was the first moon landing, which was 11 then 12 went up, landed on the moon. That's right. Then 13 was going and it's like sort of the, the shine was off the apple at that point. People like, Oh, big deal. We're landing on the moon again. Yeah. You, like, first of all, people don't understand historically how big a deal landing on the moon was. It was a huge. Not only it's te- easy to take it for granted now. Not, I mean. not only technologically speaking, like, but also politically. Yeah. Like think about the Cold War going on right then, and we were, we were in a race with Russia, mm. the Soviet Union, to get to the moon. And if we didn't do it, like we lost. We lost the space race. Yeah. So that was, you know, but then like once we did it, people were like, "Oh, great, we did it," and then we're like, "Oh, we're doing it again. Who cares?" And so that's kind of like where these guys were at, and so. And now it's even less of a big deal. I mean, I, I yeah. think they're planning on one more uh, mission. To yeah, I think they're they're going to try to do. Um, I don't know if it's going to be SpaceX or if it's going to be whoever, uh, try, or if it's going to be NASA. I don't know. I'm sorry, but it's still. Out, of course, wasn't alive when it happened, but the fact that we landed on the moon in 1969. Yeah. How aren't we? I don't Mars understand by now <laughs> because. The power, the the computing power that they had to get up there is less than what's in my hand right now. Anyway, so the fact that we were able to get there before the Russians was huge deal politically. Um, the fact that we were able to get to the moon, to the moon, it's crazy. Put nukes up there. Let's do it. How do you know what's gonna? I mean, it's like yeah. Well, I mean, you you have you have the suit, and you have you know all the logistics and everything. Yeah. But how do you know? They one of the big worries of it was. When they landed the module on the moon, they were like, how much dust is there? Loose dust. They didn't know how deep that was. Oh. So they could have just sunk into the freaking dust and not been able to get off the moon. I mean, it was 
arguably a suicide mission. Pretty much. I mean, I don't think any of them um, were prepared to come no, back. No, Nixon had There's a... no way. Nixon, and it was released a few years ago, Nixon had a, like, if they died speech. Yes, I saw like, that. He had it written yeah. up. He was ready to re- uh, read that thing. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Anyway. Yeah, those guys were basically heroes. I mean, they're, you know... And these guys were, too. Yeah. Uh, back to the movie, uh, the score, I thought, was great. Yeah. Um, James Horner, uh, who also did the Titanic score... Um, did the uh, did Apollo thir- uh, the Apollo thirteen score? It's great. Captures the. I like how it. it I mean, like you said, when it captures a, when you think of a scene, you think of the music with it. Yeah, it's that's a that's a big deal. Oh, so, absolutely. But I like this movie, man. Now the making of this was pretty crazy too, because they I never, I didn't. They, they took them up. I don't know the name of the plane. But the planes that pretty much go up like to the oh, edge the, uh, of space or something. Yeah, they go as they, high as they go and then they dive down yeah, to do zero gravity. A ton of scenes were shot yeah. doing that. Do you try acting? Watch the making of this. You okay. would freaking love it. I love, yeah. It's all airplane related. I mean, it's 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 Airplane ins- nerdy. It's a- <laughs> Sorry. Airplane nerdy. I like them aeroplanes. Aeroplanes. Um, yeah. The making of this is arguably one of the most fascinating making ups out of even the list that I said. Oh, okay. I mean, because it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, it was nuts. Can you imagine trying to act in that plane? No. Like, you're acting a scene out, and you're floating around, and you know you're diving toward the ground? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. I would be vomiting everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah. my final pick. Uh-huh. You haven't seen the first one, but... Hasta <laughs> <laughs> la vista. Baby. Terminator Dose Judgment Day. Ooh, like he said that. Let me say it again. No, I Judgment Day. Okay, uh, July third, nineteen ninety one. Rated R. Yes, yes I always it. loved how the guy said Rated R. Uh, directed by James Cameron. Man, James Cameron and Steven Spielberg have been big on my list. Yes, they have. Opening weekend, thirty one point seven mil. Day gone. That's how man. the cool kids say it. <laughs> mil. Mil. Um, Short for million. You know, this is the movie I was talking about when I was talking about Aliens earlier, as far as the greatest uh, just pure action movie ever made. I would say that this beats Aliens in that category. Yeah, okay. Um, It pretty much, you know, cemented Arnold as almost like the poster boy of a summer blockbuster. Right. I mean, you saw Arnold, it was the summer, you knew it was going to be a hit. I mean, True Lies. Yeah, he, at that point... I can't think of it all. uh, (laughs) Oh man, yeah, no, he was jingle on the way, <laughs> kindergarten cop. Anyway, um, which was actually a good movie. Anyway, to me, it was it kind of had. I mean, it was similar how Alien was to how Aliens was to Alien. Okay, and the fact that you know compared to Terminator One, this was Terminator One on steroids. Okay. I mean, it was a bigger budget, of course. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, John Connor 
almost played another. I don't know. He almost plays kind of a version of Newt from Aliens for me. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I, it, you know, it introduces a younger character. Um, Terminator kind of takes on the role as Ripley, I guess. And it, I don't know. You could definitely tell there's some mild inspiration and in some of the, you know, character tropes from earlier Cameron films. Right, right. Um, and it did. It had a much larger budget. I think it was almost a hundred million dollars, which for the time that was huge. That's, yeah, that's gigantic. But it still maintains like that grit and almost grounded reality of the yeah. first film, which of course it's it's science fiction, and mm-hmm. but it it doesn't feel that out there. Does it, it doesn't say? feel like out of this world? It's still it feels like you are watching something that is happening. You know, as opposed kinda to like just, Independence Day did. It, that's yeah, what made it good too. Was it was sort of grounded like. That's true. Like, kind of that going, could happen, maybe. You know, going back, yeah. Of course, it's you know fantasy, sci-fi, but at the but same time, it, it's not goofy. Yeah, it's not and like Terminator Two is definitely yeah. not that. You know, I, I got to talk about this about every film. I mean, the practical and CG effects. Yeah, um, it, it used a lot of computer effects. I mean, all all blockbuster summer blockbuster movies, you're going to have to talk about the effects. Yeah, I mean, sure. One of the coolest ones they used was for the T1000, who is made of liquid metal. They used um, yeah. a lot of shots. They use merc like actual mercury, like especially Ooh. when it was uh when it was forming like after Arnold blew it up yeah and it was forming back they used actual mercury to make it go together Ooh. and it's just Black like hazard. yeah it's <laughs> like one of those things now where it's like yeah they definitely wouldn't uh, yeah that would OSHA, be OSHA would OSHA wouldn't like that complete CG and man that score I'm now it it has Dude. the same theme from Terminator One but it's kind of an improvement on it yeah the booming score of terminator is the most epic thing ever it's my ringtone <laughs> one of the most uh, intense soundtracks i think ever mm-hmm. okay um I, I just quick note like all i can remember from that not all i can remember but one of the big things i can remember is bad to the bone by george thurgood oh yeah i don't yeah. know why that just st- sticks in my head so he goes into the bar i believe at yes, the beginning yeah. yeah the color and the tone of the film like a lot of yeah. movies do this and it's easy to not notice, I guess, but I always remember the color in the movie, the way that they do like the blues and the purples in the film, Mm -hmm. which is always really cool. Like the purple, for example, like at the beginning of the movie you see in the future during Mm -hmm. the war. Oh yeah. And the, the beams from the, the endoskeletons Uh are purple. And later on in the movie, you see purple used a lot. Like for example, when they find the endoskeleton arm, um, there's a purple glow from it. So it kind of, it kind of, it's a callback a little bit. That yeah. color kind of follows around. Okay. Yeah. And it, I don't know the, the, the blues and the purples in the movie is just really crisp looking. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I don't right. know. It, it just, it's a very good looking film, especially on the re-release. It looks amazing. And it, this is like one of the most amazing examples of a film, you know, in a time really when the director didn't take CG effects for granted. Right. And they still created a masterpiece with it. Yeah. You know, it there's a lot of things now that they would have there's no way they would have tried that practically. No, no, no. They would have just gone straight to CG. Yeah, and stunts and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it would have been ninety percent of the film would have been CG. Yeah. Uh the ending is so awesome. The death of the Terminator, um, when he gets lowered into the lava, gives the thumbs up, man uh, epic Terminator theme is playing, and it's just a uh it kind of ruled the decade. Yeah, I mean, as yeah. I mean, the catchphrases and everything else were just you mine. couldn't get past it. I mean, it's a complete masterpiece. Um, Terminator Two, yeah, Judgment Day, Judgment Day, yeah. I judge that movie as excellent. <laughs> <laughs> 
You've seen it once in passing on TBS, probably. <laughs> I saw it once when I was 11 or 12. You're we need to up your movie. Uh, Whatever, Karate Kid. If, yeah, that's true. And Top Gun. <laughs> Top Gun. Yeah. I yeah. can't really talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, I, it is pretty unbelievable that I haven't seen Terminator, the original. I I give you crap about that, but I wouldn't say it's yeah. super, because it's very different from the second movie. Oh, okay. And I think a lot of people just see the second one and they're like, why should it I? It stands be? alone. It really does. I mean, I, I mean, I haven't seen the first one, so I don't know for sure, but... Seems like it stands on its own really well. So that, I love the first. I like the first one because it was a lower budget. Yeah, and you can tell, and it, they kind of had to do work, a lot more workarounds, and you know, it's it's kind of more of an intimate movie with um kind of a one on one. So, anyways, man, oh. good picks. Some good picks. All right, so I want to choose one off your list. Yeah, I was about to say, um, um let's if, choose one off. If off I your... was giving your list, and you had to say what is the biggest summer movie blockbuster off that list? Yep. I would. I mean, I would have to go with Batman. Okay, yeah. Because Batman was huge. It was huge, and just everything surrounding it was just gigantic. The promotions kicked, the, kicked off so many things. It made yeah. Batman cool again. It did. Absolutely did. <laughs> and it started, I think, the fascination with oh, we could turn these comics into movies. Yeah, I think it's what started that whole thing. There weren't a whole lot of good ones. Though. <laughs> no, there <laughs> wasn't. That no, and, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Batman kind of ruled it for a while. I think the the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man sort of that kicked it off again. Kicked it off again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah that's a go uh, off your man. Yours is a tough one. It's between two, especially. But I'm gonna say Jurassic Park. Yeah. You know, Independence Day was up there. Yeah. But Jurassic Park is. I mean, you can't just everything about that movie is. It's a movie that you have to watch. I would almost say a perfect summer blockbuster. Has perfect. Luke? Has Luke? Your son seen it? No. I think it's time for him to probably. I think he's twelve. I think yeah. he, I think he handle it. I think he'd like it. Yeah, I think he would too. Yeah, um, it's not. I don't think it's as scary as you're thinking it is. I, I it mean, might not be. I, you might have not. Have you not seen it in a while? Or I guess I saw it when I was. That's been. It's but, been more than fifteen years. But it's one of those movies that's scary. But it's scary in a way that okay, um, it it's dinosaurs. I know a dinosaur is not gonna. Sure, sure. You know, so it's kind of like yeah. I might not let Lydia watch it. Yeah, she's I don't six, know if I like that, but I think Luke would really like yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd show it to Harrison now if it wouldn't be considered child abuse. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say anything. Um, Let's talk about the Friday Five. The Friday Let's Five. Kick, off our kick Friday it off, Friday Five baby. list. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about is Toys R Us. They have 100% confirmed it now. It is returning. Yay, yay. Toys R Us is returning. It's going to be very different. Very. Yeah. It's going to be much smaller. It's going to be kind of a different vibe inside the store. They're going to have more experiences in the store, which I think is kind of cool. That's, They're going to have I mean, a, that could be cool, yeah. a play area, which... Um, I, I'm, I'm game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right now they're confirmed to open one in Houston and in Jersey, I believe. Wow. So those are confirmed. It is happening. Nice. Okay. And they're going to, you know, announce more locations. I was going to say, those kind of like test stores? Are they going to, you know? No, it's open. It's I mean, it, it's going to happen. Toys R Us is coming back okay. in the United cool. States. That's um, cool. They're only going to high traffic areas. So I don't think, I don't know if we'll get one, but hopefully yeah. we'll get one a little closer than Houston. So, yeah. Houston's a good trip. What's your other um, My first uh, Friday Five is Top Gun, the Maverick trailer. Well, Top Gun, Maverick yeah. trailer. I, and again, I'm a huge Top Gun fan, and this is, everybody's been waiting for this, and nobody really knew what they were going to do. Were they going to do a sequel, like, directly after the first one? They've they've gone the 30-plus years. How this, could they do that, though? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know how. But they've gone the 30-plus years of, of Maverick's, like, 
he's now a captain. Yeah. Which uh, is pretty high rank, but like, you know, the trailer, he's like, why aren't you a higher rank? Blah, blah, blah. And he's still flying. He's flying F-18s now, not F-14s, because F-8, F-18s the new Navy fighter. Yeah. And he plays a flight instructor. Um, there's a, uh, a kid that plays Goose's son. I think he's, like, instructing him. Does Goose die in the first one? Yes. Goose dies okay. in that ejection that they had uh, after going through the jet wash. And uh, they <laughs> went to a flat spin. It's my another man. band name, Jetwash. Jetwash. That'd be awesome. Anyway, and so um, it's just, it's he's a flight instructor that it's like he has all these accolades and medals, but he hasn't promoted past captain yeah. to like Admiral or whatever. And uh, But it's got Val Kilmer in it. It's got Ed Harris. It's got, of course, Tom Cruise plays Maverick and a bunch of new people too. And cool. uh, it's going to be cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm with that, that first boom, like that first like bell toll yeah. of the soundtrack hit when it's when the, and it has the voiceover Woo! when i hear a bell toll i think the undertaker's around the corner well, so, well, yeah uh maybe anyway um jay and silent bob reboot dude you showed me that can we go see that please yes <laughs> i freaking love jay because i know bob. my wife's not gonna see it no 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 no, no, no. the first two the, seconds of that trailer is just there's already awesome. blurs come on man <laughs> What man? What Snuggins. Snuggins. Um, yeah, I want to go see that for yeah. sure. What's your next one? Uh, local geek cons coming in August, and they're gonna have a Wizards Ball. Yeah, which I'm not going to. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you're going. Heck no. Geek Con is like the local Comic Con. Yeah, I mean, it's like Comic Con, much it, smaller scale. But I they went, have some people that come to. It. I went to the first one. The first one was good. Yeah. I liked it. This one is impressed. The lineup is pretty impressive. It is. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, people like from the one. office. They got yeah. Kevin Nash, Trish Stratus. They have uh, Lavar Burton from yeah. uh, Reading Rainbow Reading and Rainbow. Star Trek. Like we could go. Yeah, totally. And, Let uh, me know. We could do like an episode about. Or yeah, just have, yeah. let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, last pick is going to be a beautiful day in the Whoa! neighborhood trailer, which that's going to be. It's going to Toy Story three me. It's probably going to be cry. The trailer Toy Story three me, dude. When they were singing to him on that train, dude. <sighs> well, that wasn't really the part. I dude, it got me. Um, oh, man, I like that Tom Hanks is really adopting the 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 way that he acted and sounded because sometimes yeah. Tom Hanks does get criticized which I don't agree with him but yeah. Tom Hanks sometimes just plays Tom Hanks right and a lot you know you have noticed that in some films but here he he completely is encompassed in the well, character he, of Mr. Rogers he did that in um, in uh, Saving Mr. Banks I need to as, see that as Walt Disney dude yeah, he did a good. fantastic job that's good I mean a really really good job at being what Walt Disney was yeah you know? And so, yeah, and I, it looks like he does the same thing with uh, Fred Rogers. I hope it leads to an Oscar. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, awesome. that's our picks, man. It's our Friday Five picks, baby. I do want to mention real quick, I think between now, or between the last time we recorded to now, I saw Toy Story 4. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just now got over the ending. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It stuck with me for a while. It stuck with you, huh? Um, I don't know if we should say it because I don't no, know if everybody's but... seen it, but uh, it... I'll, I'll say this about Toy Story 4. It is a great movie. Oh, it's a fantastic film. There was no need for it. No. But it was still good. Yeah. I would still have preferred it ended with Toy Story 3. Me too. Because there were some parts during this one, the way it ended, that I had more questions. I'm like, why yeah. did something happen? I mean, what's the point? And right. Yeah. 
And I, based I, on how this one ended, I want another one now. But me too. Yeah, it's kind of like I got some <laughs> don't loose end ends like, here. Don't, that, don't end it like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm like you. But see, I knew that from from before. It was like I knew it wasn't going to be necessary, but I knew they would do a good job. I knew that this was being a good movie. They definitely did a good job. So um, my favorite character, though, was the Canadian stunt guy. Duke Kaboom? Duke Kaboom, man. I love Ducky and Bunny, dude. Ducky and Bunny are great. When they were going through the plans, how to take out that old woman. (laughs) Yes. And they, the part where they, they went home and with her, she got in bed and they came (laughs) up the side of the bed. Dude, that was so funny. Dude, yes. It's definitely worth seeing. Definitely worth checking out. Um, But yeah, it was unnecessary. That's the best thing I can say. Yeah, 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 for sure. But it was still great. All right, well. Let's, uh, Let's do some plugging. Uh, plug I need some hair plugs. <laughs> I think that's what we'll do. The hair is going. It's going, man. Yeah. I need to. I, I need saw. To... I saw a picture of you when we went to see uh, Muse, like back in two thousand seven, maybe. Yeah. Eight. Was nine. that the one? Which was that the arena show, or was that the one at the Verizon in Houston? Because we went to the arena show yeah. with your sister and my sister. Yeah, you had a lot more hair in that one. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> It's going, man. It's one I can't tell if that's it. You're like genuinely annoyed by that, or you you don't care. No, I don't think okay. you care. I, I don't care. I, I mean, it's whatever. But that that is why I'm going to lose weight, though, because you can be bald or fat, but you shouldn't be both. And since the Lord has seen fit for me to be bald, I'm just I got to lose the weight. Just, I got to lose the weight. You just weren't blessed with the hair. Oh yeah, I don't have your flowing red locks. Mm. That is how people describe it. Yes. Um, let's uh, plug No Thriller on Instagram. Absolutely. Good friend of ours, uh, No underscore Thriller. Um, it came from the 80s magazine, which they're about to go to print. Yeah. Um, we each have an article, and mm-hmm. we have an ad in there. Yeah, so check that out. We uh, think that's pretty cool. If you go to it came from the 80 magazinecom um, you can order. You can order the first issue. Yep. Um, and it looks great. I got a kind of a preview copy of it yesterday. Yeah, you showed it to me. It looks it looks really really cool it's like really good artwork it looks exactly how you would think something called it came from the 80s magazine would yeah look. it looks it's brilliant it I doesn't think. disappoint it looks great yeah yeah and um yeah you have anything else to, for uh, our closing here well the closing song we're gonna use uh, a song called Venice Beach by Sunglasses Kid not the Sunglasses Sunglasses Kid, Kid which that's so a great let's, name. Uh, let's close it out with that big thank you to him for letting us use yeah, it yeah big big shout out for that and, and uh, uh, we'll see you next time Oh, yes. Will we? We will. Yes. You'll hear us next time. Uh, Rated R. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Later.